Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. Today is August 10th. We are more than a week into the August Committed Club. We had close to 50 people say that they wanted to get at least 15 classes in for August. It's a friendly little challenge. It was friendly at first. I said it wasn't going to be any penalties or anything like that, but now I have all of your names. So if you threw your name into the hat, uh, there's going to be some accountability coming up. I'm going to list those names again too. I'm going to check in on you guys. So if you're lagging behind a little bit, if you're not getting close to 15, that's fine. We still got plenty of time to go. But at first I said nothing was going to happen if you didn't get to 15. I lied. Something is going to happen if you don't get to 15. I have all those names. I'm just giving you a little heads up. Tomorrow, August 11th at 6 p.m., we're having another Goal Getters meeting. This month's uh, guest coach is me. I'm going to talk about most common nutrition mistakes. So if you want to talk about nutrition goals, um, show up tomorrow, 6 p.m. Meg does a great job of putting these on, and we always have a good turnout, which is awesome to see. Working out's important, but everything you do outside the gym, that is just as important, if not more. And that's what this meeting is here to help you dial in. A couple of days ago, I saw a survey from Precision Nutrition. This is the biggest and best nutrition company out there when it comes to providing education for coaches and for uh, coaching clients as well. Courtney is certified through Precision Nutrition and so is Lindy as well. So if you want to work more closely on your nutrition, Lindy does this a ton. Courtney does this as well. Make sure you send them an email if you want to do that. Precision Nutrition did a survey with over 100,000 people and the question was, what's your biggest nutritional challenge? Most people think that there's some uh, secret tricks or hacks to reaching your fitness and nutrition goals. Maybe it's the omega-3 to omega-6 ratio of fats. Maybe there's those uh, harmful lectins and beans. Or maybe it's the carbohydrate timing around working out. These are super small details that don't really matter in the big picture. Number 11 on this uh, questionnaire, what's your biggest nutritional challenge was don't know what I should eat. So don't knowing what I should eat, that didn't even make the top 10 on this list of problems. That's because most people know what they should eat. You have a really good idea of what is good for you, what's not good for you. If you hold up an apple or a can of Coke, you know exactly which one's better for you. So that's not really an issue. And I'm just going to break down a few of these items on the list here so that you can think about them a little bit, plan a little bit more, and then see if any of these items affect you as well. Number 10 on the list of the biggest nutrition cha- nutritional challenges is wine and alcohol. Now, wine and alcohol isn't necessarily terrible for you. You could be super healthy. You can see great results and enjoy a drink every now and then. However, one drink can easily go to two drinks, can lead to three drinks. That four ounce pour that you think is a four ounce pour might be closer to six ounces and eight ounces. And what usually happens with alcohol is that the food choices around the alcohol get way worse. You're not going to have five beers and then follow it up with a salad. You're going to have a couple of drinks and then it's going to be chips and then it's going to be Taco Bell and pizza. And now your quality of sleep is a little bit worse too. So you end up skipping the workout the next day. So the issue wasn't really having a glass of wine with dinner. That could be perfectly healthy. However, it's super easy to go into now the food's a little bit um, less optimal. Now the sleep's not good. Now you're skipping a workout. It kind of progresses into something that's not going to be very conducive to you reaching your fitness and health results down the line. 
I'm not going to give you some wacky recommendation. Oh, you have to have this drink because it's lower in sugar and it's keto and it's going to do this and that. That's just a bunch of justifications of you enjoying something that you know isn't good for you and it's going to slow down your fitness goals. As long as your ambitions match your actions, I'm perfectly fine. If you want to have a couple of drinks, if you want to have no drinks, it's not going to affect me at all. Just know that it's going to have a big impact on your training and you got to weigh the pros and cons. Number nine on this list is time to prepare meals. I like cooking, but I don't like to spend a ton of time cooking. And my favorite part about cooking is eating. So I try and do as little of it as possible. What I try and do to save time preparing meals is I don't follow any frou-frou recipes. I don't use any coconut aminos to try and create a fake recipe. I go uh, vegetables, meat. I chop it up very coarsely. I'm not going to spend a ton of time uh, dicing and rinsing and doing all kinds of whatnots. Use the crock pot, use the Instapot, and when you do cook, make huge batches of stuff so you have stuff in the fridge that you can pick away at throughout the week. Number eight on this list is large portions. This is something that you can work on, especially if you're eating at home, which you should be doing most of the time. You need to create a little bit of friction between you and filling the plate up for a second round. Make sure that the plate is smaller. Make sure that the food is over on the counter and that you're sitting down at the table. So if you want more, you have to get up. You have to put some more on the plate. You need to make it a little bit more strenuous. If you make it to where you can just eat a ton of food in a short amount of time, that's what you're going to end up doing. So... Smaller plates, take your time, put the food away from you, maybe even put the foil back on again too, put it back in the fridge. Make sure that there's a little bit of friction between you and that second serving to slow you down a little bit. Number seven on the list is eating out frequently. Now, why is eating out a problem? When you eat out, you're not gonna eat as healthy. The calories listed on the menu is not gonna be accurate. It's probably gonna be about 25% higher. You're gonna end up eating more processed food it's also going to be more expensive a lot of time too. So there's tons of reasons why you should be trying to eat as much home-cooked meals as possible. Give yourself a set amount of um, restaurant visits per week. Maybe it's five, maybe it's ten. Uh, start off with something that feels manageable, but it's a little bit less than what you're doing right now. And then slowly see if you can get yourself used to, I'm only going to eat out five times this week. I'm only going to eat out three times this week. Personally, I only eat out once a week. This makes it more special, that makes it very budget friendly. When me, when me and Courtney go out, we enjoy it, we have a good time. And the treat doesn't have to be eating a ton of food. When I go out, the treat is getting service, not having to do the dishes, not having to cook. So eating out doesn't have to necessarily mean a poor meal as well too. You need to look at the other benefits you get from eating out and the extra service. Number six on the list is sweet tooth. This is a big problem for a lot of people. This time of the year, there's tons of options available for you that's going to give you something uh, sweet to finish a meal with, but it's not going to derail your fitness plans too much. Watermelon is pretty awesome right now. You can get some wonderful strawberries, maybe a little bit of cantaloupe. There's tons of uh, melons and berries and other fruits that can give you a little bit of that sweet tooth, but it's not going to be terrible for your diet. Number five on the list is eating quickly. We've talked about this before on the podcast. If you eat very quickly, sometimes you miss those satiating signals you get from the food and you end up eating more than you need to. 
if you just bury your face into the plate and you don't come up for air and you finish a plate in five minutes, it's very likely that you're eating a little bit more than you need to because you rushed through it. You didn't get the signals from your stomach, from the food hitting the system, hitting the bloodstream. Slow it down a little bit. Try and put the knife and fork down at some point. Maybe you don't have to keep those in your hands the entire time. Maybe have a sip of water. Make sure you enjoy the meal too. I'm bad about this. I eat in the car because I try and uh, squeeze a lot of things in. But make sure that you give the food a little bit of time and space. You can absorb it better. You can eat a little bit less. And you're going to feel better. Number four on the list is snacking when not hungry. You've done this before. I've done this before. You're at home. You're not doing anything and you just walk over to the fridge and open it to see what's in there. You've done this a bunch of times. I've done this a bunch of times. I don't know why you do it. You just want to see what's in there. You know what's in there and you just want to snack, but you're not really hungry. A big part of fixing this is just realizing what you're doing, realizing that you're not hungry and that you're just snacking out of boredom. Try and give yourself something else to focus on. Try and give yourself uh, something else to do that might be easier said than done. Uh, I don't have a good solution for this. You can maybe put... uh, a piece of paper on the fridge asking you, are you really hungry right now? A little bit of a mental reminder, but this is number four on the list of uh, biggest nutritional challenges and that's snacking when not hungry. Number three on the list is cravings. A huge part of cravings is just habit and environment. If you always have this one thing on Fridays, that's what you're going to start craving on Fridays. When you go to this type of environment and you had a certain type of drink or food before, when you go to that environment, you're going to have a craving for that same thing again. This is not something that is um, easy to break at first. You might have to come up with a replacement or remove yourself from that situation. But a ton of cravings just come down to habit and environment. When you struggle with cravings, try and take a little bit of inventory of what are you doing right now? Where are you at? What have you done before? Is there a way to make this a little bit better? Why are you craving something right now? Because usually it's something that you've trained yourself to do and it's something that you need to find a way to replace something or remove yourself from that environment. I also see a lot of people struggling with cravings later in the day. This can happen when you're excited about a challenge, you're excited about a diet, and you go super hard early in the day. Let's say breakfast, you have two egg whites and some water. Lunch, you have a little bit of kale, and that's it. When dinner rolls around, you're going to have cravings, you're going to have a sweet tooth, you're going to be going crazy, and you're going to be eating too much. That's because you white-knuckled it earlier in the day. You need to have a good breakfast, a snack, a good lunch, some water, Don't go overboard early in the day. Of course, you're going to be struggling with cravings. If it's 5 p.m. and you only had 800 calories so far that day, make sure you spread things out throughout the day. It doesn't always have to be as little as possible, as early as possible. Have a little bit of food earlier in the day. Spread things out a little bit, and it's not going to be as uh, terrible to stick to your diet later in the day. Number two on the list of biggest nutritional challenges is lack of planning. There's three things you need to do each week. First thing, you need to have a grocery day. Maybe you go yourself, maybe you have someone else go, it doesn't matter. Each week, you need to have a set day and time for groceries. You get groceries for the whole week. Personally, I go Thursday mornings, it's a routine, I don't have to think about it, it happens. Second thing, you need a meal prep time. You need a time set aside where you cook a couple extra um, lunches, dinners, whatever, get some meat ready, get some vegetables ready. Personally, Saturday afternoons, that's when I barbecue. So Thursday mornings, I get groceries. Saturday afternoons, I grill a bunch. 
if I do this, there's always food in the fridge, there's always some cooked food in the fridge, and the third thing you need to do is to have some backup meals. I always have a couple of frozen meals in the freezer. Maybe it's not the most the most nutritious meals on the planet, but it's a ton better than stopping at Taco Bell or McDonald's or just skipping a meal altogether. So you need your grocery day, you need to have your uh, meal prep day, and you need to have some backup meals. If you have this, it's gonna be 10 times easier to stick to meat and vegetables, nuts and seed, some fruit, a little starch, and no added sugar, which is the CrossFit prescription. Number one on the list of biggest nutritional challenges is emotional and stress eating. This is obviously a big one and it's not gonna be about food. I can't tell you to have celery instead of blueberry muffins and everything's gonna be all better. Find a way to relieve stress. Maybe it's a CrossFit workout. Maybe it's watching something silly on YouTube. Whatever you like to do, make sure you do some of that. Take some time for yourself to relieve the stress with something that isn't uh, going to hurt your fitness or your health. Just realizing what you're doing. Realizing when you are emotionally eating or stress eating, that's a big part of it too. That's way better than not knowing or realizing when you do it as well. There are different types of emotional eating. Some people go way too hard, way too fast, but some people shut down altogether and stop eating. Both of these are red flags. Try and recognize when you are stress eating or when you stop eating altogether. Take care of not just your body, but your headspace as well. Make sure you're protected. Uh, reach out to people if you need to. I'm not gonna counsel you here on the podcast, but just know that that is the number one biggest nutritional challenge, emotional and stress eating. Um, give it a little bit of thought, see how it affects you, and see if there's anything that you can uh, improve on in your life, not just with the nutrition. The quote of the week is a graph. On this graph, the y-axis, it says automatic. On the x-axis, it says repetitions. And then through this graph, there's a line called the habit line. The more repetitions you do, the closer you get to that habit line. Once you've done enough repetitions, you stay above that habit line. That's when something becomes automatic. This is how you're successful in fitness. You do a bunch of repetitions. You do a bunch of small little wins that's going to cement in your brain and now just become uh, who you are and what you do. You've probably seen this before. 70% of people that win the lottery end up going broke after a couple years. They don't know how to budget. They don't know how to uh, keep track of what's going in, what's going out, how to plan. The same thing would happen with a guy. Let's say he weighs 500 pounds. He wants to lose weight and then he wins the lottery. Next day he wakes up and he looks like um, the rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's shredded. He's lean. He's lost a ton of weight, but he hasn't accumulated those small little wins. He hasn't made it above the habit line. If he doesn't like to drink water, if he doesn't like getting up early in the morning to work out for two hours, if he doesn't know how to cook, he's going to be back in that same spot in a few years. That's how that habit line works. It's one small thing that's repeated over time that becomes automatic and now you stop thinking about it. It's just who you are and what you do. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up this week at the gym. I hope you are as well. Let's get above that habit line. I'll see you at the gym.